0: Have you ever had something so surprising, so significant happen to you, and after it was over, you ask yourself, what just happened? <laughs> I remember the day I got married. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of testimony in the room. What just happened? I'm still asking that question after 45 years. (laughs) A little more seriously though, as I watched the birth of each of our three children, it left me speechless. What just happened? It's the closest experience I will ever have to what creation must have been like. What just happened? And I've been thinking about this passage that Jacinto read so well. Thank you, Jacinto, bless you, brother. and I've been trying to put myself in the shoes in the place of the two Marys. They get up before dawn and they are completely focused on a task. Because following the Jewish ritual and tradition of caring for the body of the deceased, they were going to the tomb with spices and ointments to help cover the stench of a decaying body. And that was their expectation. They were ready to do what they were supposed to do. They were carrying out the normal ritual of life and caring for the deceased. And when they arrive, anybody ever been in an earthquake? And if you live in California, it's part of life. But a violent earthquake, so violent that it rolled the stone away, it moved the massive rock covering the entrance to Joseph's tomb that now housed the body of Jesus. So powerful was the earthquake that the guard shrunk away in fear and they fainted. And all that's left are the two Marys and the angel. Let me ask you a question. If you had been there with them, how would you have responded? Would you have been speechless? Would you have been so surprised that your heart would be racing, your feet and legs unsteady, maybe like the guards, you would have fainted? Some of us would have been slack-jawed But I would suggest that to every one of us, we would have been asking the question, what just happened? What just happened? What just happened? And to the blessing of the two Marys, the angel is there to answer the question. And the angel says to them, He's not here. He is risen just as he said. Pastor Brad reminded us on Good Friday's service when he brought the homily that what we call Holy Week wasn't necessarily so holy for Jesus. It was a cruel, torturous, traumatic week. And in our contemporary understanding of the resurrection, as we look backwards, we tend to romanticize Holy Week because we recognize, looking backwards, that it is sacred. And all that Jesus endured from the day that he rode into the city on that young donkey and all of those people greeting him hoping with their own motives only to find that a few days later they turn against him calling for his conviction. And in that week one of his own close colleagues betrays him for 30 pieces of silver. And in that week around a a dinner fire One of his closest confidants, Peter, denies him three times. Can you even imagine the emotional trauma of all of that? Of the betrayal, of the disappointment, of the heartache? And they take Jesus and put him before the Roman leaders and he is on trial and he is falsely convicted. He's ordered to be crucified for political convenience and self-preservation of the offices of the elders and the priests. And Jesus carries a cross through the streets of Jerusalem to be relieved by Cyrene, Simon of Cyrene. Nailed to a cross and he is whipped. He is stabbed in the side. A crown of thorns is forced upon his head. He is mocked by the religious leaders. He is mocked by the soldiers. He is mocked by the first thief on the cross. And in the midst of all of that, Jesus cares for others when he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And there at the foot of the cross is his mother and the disciple whom Jesus loved, John the evangelist. And he says to John, here is your mother. And from that day on, Mary lived with John until her death. How is that possible? How is that possible? And when I look back and I read that passage, or we listen to it read, I want to ask the question, what just happened? For Jesus, who had prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, Oh, Father, let this cup pass from me. And when he's done, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. What just happened was one of the most remarkable displays of complete commitment to the will of God. Which beckons us and calls us. And yet, here is Jesus tortured. And he is caring for others in that moment. And so Joseph of Arimathea goes to Pilate and asks for the body of Jesus. And so he takes up the body of Jesus, wraps it in linen cloths and takes it to the tomb and lays Jesus there on that burial platform and then places a stone in front of the tomb. That's Friday. but on Sunday morning, the first day of the week, the stone is moved and the angel is there. What just happened? The angel said, he's not here, the tomb is empty. What just happened? What just happened is that the two Marys had seen the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecies and Jesus' own prophecy in John 2.19 when Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it again. What just happened was that Mary and Mary found the word of God to be true. They were also the first witnesses to see that the resurrection meant new life for Jesus. For Jesus was going to be and was the living proof that death had lost its sting. As they leave, The angel gives them a mission and a message when he says, go tell his disciples that Jesus has gone ahead of them into Galilee and they will find him there. And so they go on their mission with their message and what happens next? They encounter Jesus in the garden there. And they grab hold of him, he says, don't hang on to me. Go tell my friends to meet me in Galilee. And so they go, and can you imagine what those disciples experienced when Mary and Mary came to give them that message? I would guess they might have been asking the question, what just happened? Can you imagine what Peter, the one who denied Jesus three times, experienced in that moment when he heard that Jesus was alive? What just happened. Well, we have an answer to what just happened. The resurrection of Jesus began to transform the disciples. Peter went from being the denier of Christ to the rock of the church. That's good news for us, friends, on Easter Sunday. That's good news for us because the resurrection, the empty tomb, the resurrection of Jesus means that we can go from whatever our story in life has been to a transformed story made possible by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We believe that here at Paznaz. We believe that, as the song says, you are not Stuck in your addictions. You are not stuck in your past. You do not have to be stuck in your trauma. You can be Transformed We believe the gospel of Jesus Christ says doesn't matter what your past is For the resurrection when we understand it is the invitation to place our faith in the one who has risen. Like Mary and Mary, the disciples were given a message and a mission. They found new hope and purpose. They were to wait in Jerusalem and pray until the Holy Spirit came and Pentecost was a result. What happened at the resurrection? The resurrection meant that there was an antidote for sin, our sin, and our past. As Pastor Mateo spoke earlier, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believed in him would not perish but have eternal life. The resurrection means that like the disciples, our lives can be turned around. Would you agree with me, would you agree with me that every one of us has a past? Yes. Unless this is the first day of your life. Every one of us has a past. I'm gonna guess that every one of us has a past and there are probably some things that passed past of which we are not proud. but in the resurrection of Jesus, whatever's in the past doesn't matter. For the resurrection calls us to our own resurrection. Read John 3.16 this way. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believed in him would have their own resurrection. Thanks be to God. You and I can have a life with purpose, like that of Mary and Mary, or like that of the disciples. Our lives can move beyond trauma, betrayal, addiction, abuse, false accusation, poor choices, and be resurrected to a future and a hope. One more answer to the question of what just happened. The resurrection of Jesus is the message that you and I are already loved. We are not loved when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we are loved before we come to faith in Jesus Christ. Gregory Boyle in his book, Tattoos of the Heart, talks about what he calls our already belovedness. I love that phrase. Are already belovedness. Whatever your past, whatever your current situation, could I just say to you, you are already loved by God and it is simply waiting for you to be received. And it can be as simple as the thief on the cross. I believe you are the Christ. It may be as simple as yes. Let it begin. You see, in our Western way of thinking, we believe in education. We put a high value in education. I worked at a university for nearly 18 years. I have a PhD from the University of Arizona in Tucson. Go Wildcats. I believe in education. But sometimes, friends, we put too much emphasis on education to say, I need to know more, I have questions. Jesus says, you don't need to know more. All you need to know is that you are loved and you are welcome. And let it begin. It's that simple. The resurrection created the possibility of resurrection for all who follow Jesus. I hope if you don't remember anything from this day, Remember this. Remember the words of the angel. He is risen just as he said. Just as he said. Just as he promised. Why does that matter? The resurrection is to our faith as water is to the ocean, as rock is to the mountain, as air is to those who breathe. It is the bedrock of our faith. Without the resurrection, there is little hope. With the resurrection, there is a future. You can imagine with me that the resurrection of Jesus and the image of that empty tomb on that Sunday morning rocked their world. Nothing would ever be the same again for the two Marys, for the disciples, and the rest of the world. The resurrection has changed my world. Has it changed yours? My pastoral concern is that sometimes we become so used to the stories in Scripture that after 2000 years, I wonder if we have settled into our Easter traditions in such a way that we have scheduled them out, we tick them off, we move through them, never really stopping to wonder what happened. If you're a follower of Christ, I invite you this morning to pause Ask yourself what happened. I invite you to go out into the upper parking lot and stand in front of those three crosses or stand in front of the tomb and just stop and listen. And let the wonder of the resurrection settle in upon you and renew you and move you. If you're not a follower of Christ, I invite you to consider the promise of the resurrection by saying yes to Jesus and trusting Jesus as did the thief. This morning as we come to the close of this service, we have a practice here in this worshiping service. Every Sunday we have a pastoral prayer. Every Sunday we open these altars, and if you have need of healing or want to come and be anointed for someone else you know needs healing, I invite you to come to the altar on my right. A pastor or a member of the prayer team will come and anoint you and pray for you. If you'd like to come and pray for some other need, I invite you to come to the altar on my left. We will not interrupt you, but we will seek to affirm you. I bless you. And so this morning, let this day of worship, let this day of the resurrection of Christ renew you. all. The worship team is going to sing a chorus and while they sing, I invite you to join us here at these altars for prayer.
1: Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. If you speak speaking, Lord, make it loud and clear. If you want to move, let us go from here. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. If you're speaking, Lord, make it loud and clear. If you want to move, let us go from here. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear.
0: We're going to sing that chorus one more time. There are still folks coming to the altars, and I want to make sure that you have time. Pastor Mateo, let's sing again, please. Give me
1: eyes to see and ears to hear. If you're speaking, Lord, make it loud and clear. If you want... Let us go from here. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. To see ears to hear.
0: Let us pray. Gracious and loving God. On this Easter Sunday, our words are inadequate to express our gratitude. There are so many things we want to say and yet so few words and so we would on this Sunday just say thanks be to God for the resurrection of Jesus thanks be to God for the devotion of Jesus to the will of his father For not giving up, for giving care to those around him in the midst of his own suffering. And so, God, on this day, we hear the call of your resurrection that beckons us. And, oh God, it is It is the resurrection and our faith in the resurrection, our faith in Jesus that bids us come to these altars and we come, some of us, for healing on our own needs, for our own needs and for perhaps the needs of others. And so God, hear the prayers of faith, answer the prayers of faith. Make your provision for the prayers of faith. And oh God, we gather at this other altar to bring our petitions. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Whether it be for wisdom, whether it be for provision, whether it be for intercession on behalf of someone else, whether it be cries for those who suffer. For those who suffer needlessly, for those caught in human trafficking and those caught in slavery and those caught in places of war and who are moving from one country to another just trying to survive. Oh God, make provision. God, for those here in this sanctuary today who who are caught in addiction. I would pray your Holy Spirit would speak to them and give them hope and lead them to a place that would provide treatment and direction and encouragement. Give them a sponsor, give them a way to move forward, to be healed. To those, O oh God, among us in this sanctuary and online today, Who have suffered abuse and trauma at the hands of others. Oh God, I pray your healing touch upon them. It's a long journey sometimes. But encourage them, transform them, call them. And, O God, for those who have been betrayed by friends and loved ones and carry the bitter memories of gossip and betrayal, I pray, O God, you will give them strength to move forward, that you will fill the emptiness of that place of bitterness with your presence in a new way. And know, God, if there's anyone within the sound of my voice today who says, I wanna, I wanna trust Jesus, I wanna put my faith in him, I too will say yes, I too will believe in Jesus. Let this Easter Sunday be the, either the first day of their journey with Christ or the renewal of that journey with Christ. And we give you thanks because we want to lean in to your already belovedness. And so it is, we are, are glad to be here to hear the good news. And so God, it is in the hope of the transforming resurrection of Jesus Christ that we lift our voice and we pray the prayer that our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father, Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you on this day. May the Lord be with you. Are you glad you came today? Thanks be to God. This is the first Easter of the rest of your life. Thanks be to God. I hope you have many more. Let me just invite you that if you do not have a place in which you worship regularly, I invite you to return. We're a kind people. We're friendly people. We believe that the gospel can bring healing to lives. And we're hopeful about that because many of us have been transformed. We've been healed. So I invite you to come and be a part of that. We have six different worshiping communities in this place. So if you don't like me, There's five other pastors. It would be beyond my comprehension that would be possible, but it may be. Would you stand please and receive the benediction? Following the benediction, we will sing the doxology and then he will be dismissed living Christ you are risen from the dead love reigns you are a life stronger than death raise our eyes to see you as the new day dawns he is risen God bless you